Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Therapy Chat Podcast, episode 367. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. This week's episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now, for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Use coupon code CHAT or click the link in the show notes to get two free months at therapynotes.com. Want the latest interventions for working with complex trauma in adolescents and adults? Register for John Briere's five-day workshop in Cancun this February at leadingedgecancun.com and use promo code JOHN50 to save 50% on your hotel room when you book it at the same time. You'll save up to $1,500. Space is limited, so register today for 50% off your room when you register for John Briere's complex trauma workshop using code JOHN50 at leadingedgecancun.com. New registrations only. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan. And today we are talking about trauma and openness or how trauma can make us feel not so open. And my guest today is Carrie Nola. Carrie Nola, who is a past guest on Therapy Chat, multiple times, is an intuitive entrepreneur expressing her medicine as a former psychotherapist, best-selling author, podcaster, oracle card creator, and founder of the Abundance Activator for Healing Entrepreneurs, a membership community oriented to aligning with your divine desires. While birthing and stewarding an abundant clinical practice specializing in complex trauma and dissociation for over a decade, Carrie's work has since evolved to support therapists, coaches, and healers in activating their abundant service through mentorship, products, programs, events, and retreats. And Carrie is a coach whom I have been working with for about seven, well, eight years now that it's 2023. And in our conversation today, you're going to hear Carrie and I discussing how 
trauma can impact our relationship to receiving. Carrie talks about how when we are emotionally, somatically, and energetically closed off because of traumatic experiences and experiences where our needs were not met, it affects our ability to receive fully and we don't feel empowered. And, you know, I really can relate to this because I've recently been, well, actually, if you get my email newsletter, you know this, I have been talking about my relationship to receiving recently because it's something that I've been working on for a long time. And it relates to everything from being able to ask for and accept help to your openness to accessing your intuition, to your relationships with other people and how much you trust them and how much you trust yourself. If you're contracted, you know, you're kind of small and constricted and tight and rigid, and there's a lot of need for control. And when you're open and expansive, you have the perspective that you can see an infinite number of possibilities. It's interesting how when you don't know how you're closing yourself off, but then when you try showing up a different way energetically, people respond to you differently. I've experienced this myself many, many, many times. It's like I want something to happen, so I go for it in a way that has a lot of force in the energy. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this happen now. And I'm not met in the way that I hope, but if I take a more, a slower, more measured approach, kind of not moving from a space of force, but more of an openness, the other person tends to respond to me differently. It kind of reminds me of with animals or what you see in nature, that there's a difference between chasing someone and running. <laughs> And the person who is being chased can feel that they're being chased. So, you know, energetically, it's not just the words and it's not just, you know, I have an open mind. I'm open minded. I'm I want to receive. I'm manifesting. It's not just that. It's more about really getting in tune with your own energetic field and your body and your mind and your spirit and that's what the work that Carrie does. So she's going to guide us through, well, she guided me through in our conversation and exercise to kind of demonstrate this. So maybe you can do it along with me when, when you're listening. That is if you're not driving. <laughs> so I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. And since we talked, Carrie added a new offering that she didn't mention in our interview because she had not created it yet, but she has uh, the Activator Live event coming up in February. And I'm going to post a link to that in the show notes. So be sure to check out the show notes for links to what we talked about and coupon codes. She's going to mention a special offer for my listeners, my therapy chat community. So definitely look for that too in the show notes. Well, yeah, I just wanted to mention to you in case you have not heard or you're not on my email list. So for people who are on my email list, I recently sent an email letting people know that I've opened up some dates for coaching with me. 
And I also have a little bit of availability for clinical consultation as well, which I love doing. And if you want to find out about that, I'm adding some more dates to the calendar. The The calendar right now doesn't have any openings. So I'm going to go in and update that. And by the time you hear this, hopefully there will be some more options for coaching available. I'll put the link to that in the show notes as well, just in case that's something you were looking for. And also, yeah, that's about it. I got a lot going on in my group practice and my personal life. And it's been a very stressful past, well, months, but also in the past week and the week ahead, I have a lot of things going on that are pretty stressful. So if you want to send any good vibes my way, I will gratefully receive them. And I guess that's about it. So I'll talk with y'all again next week. Got a lot of great episodes scheduled for you for through February, March, April. We've got some great stuff coming up. So I can't wait to share it with you for today. I hope you will enjoy my conversation with my friend and coach, Carrie Nola on receiving. I think there's something for everyone in this episode. So I hope you enjoy it. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan. And today I'm so honored to have my friend and coach and previous Therapy Chat guest back again, Carrie Nola. Carrie, thank you so much for being my guest again on Therapy Chat today. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me back. It's been years and I'm so excited to see what we create today. Me too. You know, when the first time I interviewed you, I barely knew you at all. I was just beginning to get to know you. And I think went to your the first retreat I attended of yours later that year. And and since then, I've been doing coaching and retreats with where you coach me, not leading, not co-leading them, but me attending. And, and it's been so deeply meaningful for me in my life and my personal and professional growth. So I'm so grateful to you in so many ways. Oh, thank you. We're already starting with the heart feels. (laughs) (laughs) It's been such a gift to be a part of your growth and expansion and just becoming and witnessing all the different seasons of who you be and how you serve. And thank you for inviting me along. So today I wanted to invite you to speak about as, you know, with your experience as a trauma therapist who's now retired and doing solely coaching, how trauma can interfere with our being able to stay open, whether open to ourselves, open in our relationships, open to seeing life fully as it is. And I know that you know so much about that on, you know, the the trauma level, the spiritual level, the energy level, the human level. So I'm really eager to talk about that. But before we get into it, let's just start off with you telling our, our audience for anybody who's not familiar with you a little more about who you are and what you do. Of course. First of all, this is such a juicy topic that we could go in so many directions. So I'm really curious what opens for us as we dive into that. And yeah, as Laura said, I am a former psychotherapist specializing in complex trauma and dissociation. It's work that's so near and dear to my heart and soul, such 
sacred work that I deeply enjoyed the the service of and never really saw myself leaving the couch or the therapy world in that clinical way. However, after about almost 15 years of practice, I started feeling the call in another direction, which was to serve therapists and healers, not not clinically, although I can and do do that occasionally, but more in the sense of how they could become their fullest expression in their own service. And that's looked a variety of ways over the years. I started that journey in about 20, 2015, I believe, and went full-time 2017 mentoring and coaching. And at first it was a bit more practical, like what do we need to do to, to build our practice? And that was fun and fine, although it didn't feel like the truest place for me and my gifts. And what it's really evolved into is what inner work is required to really be at the the leading edge of our own expression and our own receptivity to the the clarity, the creativity, the clients, the cash, the freedom that really is ours to have. And I work intuitively and energetically. I work individually and in groups, small and large and products and podcasts and services. I've played really in all of the places. And it just feels like such an such an honor to be able to serve the field in this way now and to help the helpers to be able to get their work out there. Obviously, humanity is in dire need of support, trauma work, healing, awareness. It's beautiful to be a part of that. And most recently, I've birthed the Abundance Activator, which is my membership community, where I help healers repair their relationship with receiving so that they can feel safe and available for welcoming what is theirs. Because what I was finding was giving therapists a strategy to grow their practice, while it would work for some, it wouldn't work for all. And I really dug into that. Well, how come? And what I discovered was we have shut ourselves off and down when we haven't felt safe to receive. And this kind of drives us into our topic, I think, like when we have received in a non-consensual way, whether that is physical, sexual, emotional, spiritual abuse, even something as perhaps simple as being made to feel ashamed for not being grateful for like a gift that our grandmother gave us that we didn't really like. It's like, say thank you to grandma, you you know, be grateful. It's like, well, I didn't really want that shirt or that toy. Like what? And we start learning that our expression isn't welcome or we have to express in a way that isn't true for us in order to be liked or to be belonging. So I, I just find this so such a rich conversation and such a beautiful opportunity for us to think beyond the mind and really feel into the next season for ourselves and where our growth is really inviting us. And we can do that cognitively, but as I think most of our listeners would know, it's more than that. It's really somatic work. It's And so I'm like the therapist for the therapist business, but we work beyond the mind into the body, the, the heart, and the soul to really find those spots that haven't been tended to that are asking for our love and care so that we can get our work out there. Yeah, that resonates on many levels and many, many thoughts come to mind for me. Like one thing is you are the first person who really helped me understand sort of in my bones 
about the shadow and shadow work and the shadow of trauma. I mean, it's just so pervasive in Western culture, capitalism, violence, you know, all around the world. It's like, and what we're doing to the planet, it's just like you're seeing the effects of not addressing all of this unresolved trauma and and pain ancestrally and in our present time. So, and I think when we talk about like cognitive strategies for healing trauma or cognitive strategies for growing a business or cognitive strategies for coping with anything, you know, you do need to learn some nuts and bolts things in in order to be able to build anything. But, you know, if you, you, if you don't know what's there, you can't really work with it. Right. So if you, if you can't find a way to get out of just your cognitive mind and you're thinking, oh, well, I think it's because this, and, oh, it's probably, you know, maybe because I grew up with, without enough resources, or maybe our family was poor. So I have a, a limitation on how I can envision myself receiving, you know, financial abundance, because I just don't, I couldn't imagine that. And that's like one aspect, but there's, there may be in the body and energetically and, and intergenerationally. So ancestrally, a whole lot of other reasons. Yeah. And like, how do we transmute that? So great. We have that awareness and that's a beautiful opening. Like that's a gateway. And I think also when our mind understands something or thinks it understands something, it creates a sense of safety, which is so important in trauma work, right? So I, I'm not a, avoiding the mind. I think it's an inclusion of all aspects of. And then we have to relax that story and come into the embodied experience of whatever the the wound is so we can really get to the root of it and unwind it. Otherwise, we see things like the feast and famine cycle where we open for a moment and all of this floods in, but then we shut down again and we go into that famine. And that's really common. Like in a lot of therapists that work with me feel confused by, but my practice was so big. Maybe it's because it's the summer. Maybe it's just a bad moment. Maybe it's a season. Well, it could be, but some people's practices don't have that happen in this season. Some people's practices continue to thrive during the holidays or continue to thrive over the summer. So it could be that, but it could also be another cycle that is trying to be understood and transmuted so that you can have a different relationship with receiving year round as opposed to feeling limited in when that's available. Just for anyone who's not really as familiar with energy work, can you say what it means when you use that word transmute? Yeah, it's like changing the changing something from one form to another, right? So we're taking something that's stuck and we're relaxing it, releasing it, unwinding it, opening it. And we can try to manhandle that and have it be a very efforting uphill climb, which sometimes healing absolutely is. It can be intense. But we can also find spaces that are already open, that are already available. And I find when we work with the body, for example, if we just meet a sensation and we breathe with it, maybe make physical contact with it with our hands, it can start to relax and release. And, and that release can be shared with other spaces. And then it's like a, a wave of opening that can 
naturally unwind as opposed to us having to think our way through it all and kind of drive ourselves nutty. Just, is it this? Is it that? Is it the other thing? A lot of that is a distraction from feeling the the pain, the sadness, the the longing, the grief of perhaps an unmet need. And usually what we settle for receiving is related to either our family's capacity for what they've allowed themselves to receive. Like that's what we think is possible. That's why I love doing this work in group spaces because there are a lot of stories in the collective consciousness of healing, social work in particular, that says this is what's available. We overwork, we're underpaid, there's no money in healing, you know, it's hard, but it's rewarding, you know, and so we take that as enough, like we're doing, we're doing good work. And so we sacrifice in these other ways. And so it's my deepest hope that we start to expand our reality about what's possible. And when we see other healers who are not overworking, are not being underpaid, who are feeling deep fulfillment in their service without those sacrifices, then it becomes available and possible for us simply by watching. It's like a, a transmission find. Thank you. So one of the things that has been coming up a lot in my conversations with therapists, trauma therapists, particularly who, you know, in my membership and people I consult with, there's a lot of discussion of feeling really oversaturated. There are a lot of people saying I need to stop doing trauma work now. There are a lot of people saying I need to stop being a therapist now. And while I can certainly understand that because I just step back from seeing clients myself. So, you know, I understand that when, when you reach the capacity or go beyond the capacity of what you're able to do in a, in a season, then you have to adjust. But for our, our world, I'm also really concerned because there's much need for healing and it's not getting less, it's getting more. So I think, you know, I'm really curious about your thoughts of how to stay open without, you know, and I don't know if you have a, a magical answer to this, but you know, like how to not shut down, how to be able to continue what we want to do. Everyone doesn't have to continue being a trauma therapist if it's no longer right for them. But if, if they really feel that it's right, but they just need to make some kind of change in the way they're doing it so that it can be sustainable, you know, do you have any thoughts about that? I Not do. even a trauma therapy, you know, only, but just whenever life is so painful that we just feel like we need to just shut down and hide away. I do have a lot of thoughts about this. And I think I'll just start with saying that the easiest answer is to practice. And then there's a lot of complexity to that, right? Because one, we have to know when we're shutting down. We have to be able to discern the difference from Am I meant to, I'll speak to the trauma therapist lens in particular, like, am I meant to stop practicing or to evolve or shift or transition the way that I'm practicing? Is that the call for my soul, for my life, for my mission? Or am I being called to take care of myself in a different way, to be supported in a different way. And we're not drawn to this field by accident. Typically, it's our own trauma. It's our own history. It's our own desire and deep need to figure out to feel better, right? And, and service is a powerful path to our own wellness, because as we are serving, we are being served. And there is there is a point to which we also have to make sure we're replenishing and regenerating for ourselves. If that gets out of balance, the shadow of service 
is becoming so client-centered that there's no centering of self, which at a point is required and necessary to, I think, ethically serve in a way that that is supportive to our clients. So the first thing I want to say about practicing this is how do you know when you are closed or when you are shutting down? Yeah. What are the signs and symptoms of that, right? And I'd be curious how you know that, Laura, and I'd like to speak to, you know, my body really lets me know, like I get tight and tense and I also get very, there's like a rigidity to my thought patterns. Like I get like, I have to do this and I can't do that. And it's going to be like this. And I get like very robotic and like narrow focused and Ooh, it's exhausting just talking about it. Mm. And so I start to just pay attention to, you know, that. And I also start kind of moving forward with a vengeance. It's like this, oh, like this very penetrating, forceful, controlling forward movement. Whereas when I'm open to life, there's a neutralness, there's an equanimity. Like I am not moving forward or back. I'm like listening to life and moving with the invitation to move forward or to step back. And you can even hear my voice change. Mm -hmm. I can feel my body soften. My belly opens. My breath becomes more available. The breath is a really powerful indicator of how we're relating to life in any given moment. I think that's why breath work is becoming such a valuable and more widespread resource right now in the world of therapy and transformation and healing because the breath is the courier of consciousness and our inhale indicates how much of life we're taking in we're allowing ourselves to receive can that breath come all the way down into the belly into that pelvic floor or is it stopping in the throat the, the upper chest the belly and this isn't to shame or make ourselves wrong. It's truly just information, right? And and this changes from moment to moment. Like in the morning, I could be wide open and available. And then, then something happens. I get a phone call. I see a text. I look at my schedule. I hear a sound, right? And then my body. So we have to be in constant relationship with our body. And our exhale is indicative of how much we're allowing ourselves to release. Can we fully release and allow to be recycled that which is complete? And having a practice of that inhalation and exhalation as simply as just bringing our own attention or awareness to it or engaging in, in breathwork practice, a guided practice or a self-practice is really so valuable to just get present to how receptive we are in a moment and how relaxed and releasing we're able to be. What are we holding on to? What are we letting go of? Running a group private practice has been a challenging and rewarding experience. And one thing that has made it so much easier is Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. If you're coming from another EHR, like I did, Therapy Notes makes the transition incredibly easy, importing your demographic data free of charge so you can get going right away. My team has found Therapy Notes very easy to learn. It's intuitive. The customer support is second to none. And that's one of the things that has kept me a Therapy Notes customer for several years now. Anytime I've needed to contact Therapy Notes for help with an issue I couldn't figure out on my own, I've been able to get through to someone and resolve the issue within 15 minutes, 99% of the time. Find out what more than 100,000 mental health professionals already know. Try Therapy Notes for two months absolutely free. Just click on the link in the show notes or enter the promo code chat at therapynotes.com. 
Thanks to Leading Edge Seminars for sponsoring this week's episode. If you're looking for the latest interventions for working with complex trauma in adolescents and adults, then register for Dr. John Briere's five-day workshop in Cancun this February and use promo code JOHN50 to save 50% on your hotel room when you book it at the same time at leadingedgecancun.com. You'll save up to $1,500. At this unique learning and vacation experience, you'll train in the morning, then have afternoons for fun at an all-inclusive luxury resort on the beach. Spots are filling up, so visit leadingedgecancun.com and save 50% on your hotel room when you register for John's Complex Trauma Workshop at the same time using code JOHN50. New registrations only. Yeah, the so much of what you just said. I mean, everything you just said really resonates with me. And I was thinking about how I know when I'm shutting down in that way. And, and a lot of the examples you gave fit me too. Like I can tell when, when someone says, my husband, when my husband says, do we have blank or is there blank in this bank account or something like that? I, when I'm in that really overwhelmed space, I'm like, I can't take another request. No one, everyone wants something from me. I feel hyper responsible and exhausted, depleted. Like, why am I the one that has to answer all these questions? And with him, I'll be like, I don't know. You can look, you know, (laughs) which isn't my normal. I might be like, I don't have time to look right now, but you know, I haven't checked lately or whatever, but I also with my schedule will look at my schedule and be like, I, I can't do anything for myself because I have to do all these things for these people. And it's like, usually, you know, I make my own schedule. I've been self-employed for nine years. So (laughs) it's like these people that I have to do these things for, they're things that I put on my schedule because I wanted to. But if I'm feeling overburdened like that, I, I feel like I'm giving, giving, giving and not receiving, even though I'm not conscious of it until I notice myself having those kinds of thoughts. Absolutely. And and the other piece is like we can have awareness of this, but awareness alone doesn't tend to transmute the pattern, right? Sometimes, I mean, it definitely unwinds it and begins that unwinding, but that's why I called it a practice at the beginning, right? It's like, do we have people in our in our lives who can reflect us back to how open are you feeling right now? You know, what do you need right now to take care of yourself? And can we become that person for ourselves in, in our own life? Can we take responsibility for that as opposed to feeling like we're at the whim of, of all these external things? But that's a growth process and it takes time. And again, that's why I think consciously curating the spaces that you're in the people that you spend time with, there's a lot of scarcity consciousness, which is a fear response. There's not enough. There's lack. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough clients. I don't have enough ideas. I don't have enough energy. It's like, oh, and then we just kind of whittle down to nothing. And that's a painful place to be. That's a closed place. So the open place is, here's another way to open, being with what's true in the moment and also being mature enough to differentiate little T truths. I know in in the trauma world or the EMDR world, little T traumas and big T traumas, but I want to introduce you to little T truths and big T truth, right? Little T truth is like those parts of us that something is very true for. This is not safe. Somebody wants me to do something and I'm not safe. Feeling unsafe and being unsafe are two different things. 
sometimes our body cannot n- differentiate until we do that work to to clear that. But you can begin to bring awareness to what's true in this moment. Wow, I'm feeling really scarce. I'm feeling really raw and tapped out. Like I don't have any more to give. And it's funny, even as I name those things, I feel myself opening. I feel my belly. And it's not even like true in this particular moment that I'm feeling overwhelmed, but the body remembers that we can put ourselves in a state and we can bring ourselves out of the state. So part of what we practice in the Abundance Activator is uh, tuning into different channels, for example. So we go into what is that body posture when we're feeling scarce? So we practice that channel. And then we move and we visit the other channel, which is how does my body react when I'm open? What is my posture? What becomes available? And then you can use those postures, not as a bypass to pretend that you're so open when you're not, but you can train your physiology to visit that spot. And then you can begin to move that energy and hold two truths at the same time. A part of me feels unsafe. A part of me knows that there's a boundary that needs to be set here so that I can take better care of myself, okay? Just notice those two things. So there's an openness when we are willing to be with what's true and to discern the different levels and layers of truth so that we're not letting a small part of us drive the bus of our life or our business, but we're also not trying to lock them up in the trunk, pretending like we feel great, powering forward, you know, fear, ninja moves, right? I think that's kind of that popular masculine consciousness. And there's a time and a place to to power up and move forward. But I think a lot of times it's really self-abusive. It's avoiding and neglecting aspects of ourselves that are tender, that need our attention. We don't want to wallow and collude with that 24-7, but we also can't ignore it if we want to move forward. We need all parts of us on the bus. We just need to be aware of who's driving. Yeah. And that what you said about body postures and not trying to fake or bypass into that body posture just makes me think about how we have these patterned ways of holding our bodies that come from early experiences and how our literally our nervous systems and our whole musculoskeletal systems develop and around experiences of safety, fear, you know, threat, connection, attachment, attunement, etc. And so it's not about if I stand like this, then I won't be scared. But it's if you have a habitual pattern of holding your body a certain way that corresponds with a fear response, then that way that you just naturally stand is like that circuits engaged. And if you learn a different way to carry yourself, it engages a different circuit, right? Yeah. And let's even practice this with the listeners right now. How about, because I think us talking about it does one thing, like helps our mind get it, but let's take our body into it. Like, so I want you to think of something that that brought you into a scarce mindset recently. Maybe you looked at your bank account, maybe a bill came, maybe a client canceled or graduated, maybe you wanted to go on a vacation and you didn't feel like you could afford it. So you did the less expensive option, even though you wanted the other one, whatever. This can show up any number of ways. It doesn't typically take long to find this. And depending on where you are in your journey with receiving and scarcity and abundance, this could be subtle. This could be really significant and bothersome. So just notice whatever the charge is and even let yourself notice what your body does. So mine is kind of 
twisting over to the left and my shoulders and head are coming forward like this kind of concave type thing. What's happening for you, Laura? Well, for me, it's right away this chronic left hip issue that I have that connects with my pelvic floor and I've been working with it. I went to PT yesterday, for example. So as I was tuning into my body, I felt that place flare up as I thought about that scarcity thing, which I'm rolling my eyes because I'm like, come on, but that's okay. I know we, we, it's like, but I worked on this. That's why I always, I thought I worked on this. It's like, you did and you got to do it again. It's yeah. like we brush our teeth every day, right? But yeah, these are repetitive patterns require a slowness. I think that's the other thing that is different about my work, but I would say our work, Laura, and what I really appreciate, and I think it's where we have synergy, is our willingness to go slow, right? Everyone seems to want the quick fix, the five-step plan, the make it to six figures overnight, the get rid of your trauma in five minutes. Like, if we're really honest, healing takes time. Do miracles happen? Absolutely. Do, do you show up to the therapy and you process something and wow, like a whole new world and perspective available? Sure. And I think the truest thing with the amount of time we've both been in this world is that healing takes time. And we have to be honest about that with ourselves and I think with each other to stay in integrity with this industry so that people feel safe hiring us and we're not making false promises. That's why I never promise Like when you work with me, I don't know for sure what's going to happen. You might decide to close your practice because it's not aligned, because once you get so connected to yourself, you figure out that something else is truer. You might make more money than I do. Like, I don't know, but I know that your wisdom will emerge as you open, open, open and relax the armor that has been developed. So we, we've gone on a tangent here. Let's stay with the <laughs> go back to our, our scarce mode here. So, Laura, you shared and we both shared like our symptoms and our listeners are hopefully noticing how their body is is conditioned to move when they feel scarce. I also want you to notice what thoughts you have here, because those thoughts are not by accident. They're locked in with this physiology. Like you can really only think and believe these thoughts in this position. Don't just take my word for it. I want you to just notice. And there's probably almost like a record player getting caught. Something repetitive that a flavor, a theme of something. Mine is in the neighborhood of like, it, it's controlling. Like I have to do something. I have to fix this. How do I do this? How do I fix this? How do I get out of this? It's that problem solver, that solution finder that starts to emerge. And I dissociate from the feelings of fear and I start spinning out in this solution, like focused thing, a light and shadow of solutions, right? Nothing wrong with finding a solution. But if we're avoiding feeling in order to go to that place, that's where we want to call our awareness back. So are you aware of any similar like a thread for you, Laura? Yeah, mine was. Mine sounds depressing. It was like, I'm alone. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm sad that that's what it was. <laughs> Yeah. And interesting. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that's what's underneath mine. Like I'm avoiding, I don't want to feel alone. So I try to fix it so that I don't feel alone. But if I really go, because I feel my my tears underneath that, it's like, wow, I'm doing this all by myself. Like I feel isolated and alone and like nobody can help. Right. So let's take a breath. And on the exhale, I want you to come back to a neutral position. Maybe parts of you want to stay there. Maybe parts of you couldn't wait to get out of there. We have a lot of different experiences, so just honor whatever it is. It's all just information. It's not good, bad, right, wrong. And now I want you to think of a time where one of your needs was was fully met. Could be as simple as like 
you ordered a meal, your favorite meal, and it came and you were like so satiated at like the smell and taste of this delicious meal that was like exactly what you wanted. Or maybe you looked at your bank account and you're like, wow, I have what I need. Or a bill came and you just like paid it with ease or the phone rang and it's like this client that's just like, wow, this sits so good with my soul. Like you're for me and I'm for you and I feel so grateful. That feeling after a session where it just worked, it just felt connected and aligned and we were flowing and healing is happening. And so notice what your body wants to do there and actually like accentuate that position, that posture. I notice my shoulder, I get taller, my shoulders come back and relax, my belly opens, I have a little smile on my face, breathing better, not restricting my airflow. And I'm thinking something along the lines of, damn, I've got this figured out. I'm good. I got this. I know what I'm doing. Right. There's like this this air of confidence that kind of emerged. And that's kind of the only thing I can think here, like thinking about myself being less than or not enough or not have like it's harder to access in this spot. How about you, Laura? What are you noticing here? I notice well, my shoulders went back to my neck got longer, like up more like lifted from my pelvic floor instead of a crunched down, squished, like collapsed, compressed feeling that I had. And what came up for me was, it was interesting when you said about like a time when things went the way you wanted them to, or you were able to pay a bill easily. I came up with something with that. But before that, the first thing that came up was a time where I had been, it was like an image. I remembered an experience of where I felt really, I felt really alone with grief on this one certain day. And um, my husband was, he he was there with me. He was sitting with me, but I was feeling completely alone. (laughs) So we were sitting right next to each other, but I felt as if I was totally alone with what I was feeling and that I couldn't share it. And then I just, decided to try turning toward him and letting him know. And he was really able to meet me right there and just held me in his arms. And I knew I wasn't alone. And it was like literally a new, it was, it was almost as if I was redoing, repairing the, that thought of, or that experience of feeling alone with this very, very deep, painful felt way too big for me type of feeling. And then, you know, it was able to, I was able to actually move through releasing what, not that the, you know, situation that was sad went away, but that sense of aloneness with my feelings, it just, I realized that that's not true. And that's a beautiful example. Like I was talking about the little T truth was I'm alone. I have to carry this burden by myself. And then in connection, and that can happen in connection with self or in connection with other, we can start to access the higher truth. And so I love that for you. And as you named that rewiring and yeah, I was I was witnessing your face because we're video to video right now. And there was like a, a smile. There was like life in your in your body. It kind of feel, felt like it came back. Mm-hmm. Like it's something so simple on the one hand, but so profound, so profound. And I'm fascinated that we don't think this is, we we get that this is required for healing, but then when we're trying to grow our businesses, like we forget, we think that we can muscle through that and we get to avoid all of this. We forget the vulnerability of humaning 
and our trauma also comes with us as we are entrepreneuring. And it's really not that different. Right. But a lot of the programs and offerings that I see are not trauma informed. Right. They are they're having us try to build our business separate from our humanity. And they might talk about authenticity or they might talk about vulnerability, but those are embodied ways of living and being like talking about them isn't isn't it it's it's being that so that's what for me is so exciting about these practices is that you get to bring them to carry them through all aspects like who you be as a therapist who you be as a business owner who you be as a human like similar things are going to be asked of you in all of those places your level of openness your level of self-compassion your level of compassion for other is going to be asked of you throughout. And you don't get to bypass those things and hustle to build a business and have it be sustainable or fulfilling. It might trick you for a moment, but that's the toxic mimic of the actual thing that we desire, which is fulfillment and rich like connection to self and to what we're here to actually create and burst into the world. I always love talking with you. Our conversations are so real and so deep and I'm really, really grateful. Same. Me too. Mm-hmm. Thank you for, for going here with me. You know, I'm, I'm really picky about where I share my medicine because I want it to be, I want it to be shared in places that are digestible and that will be received. And I feel beautifully received and seen and understood by you and by your community when I've played with them before. So thank you for letting me co-create this with you or everyone who will listen. Thank you. So will you tell everyone where they can find all of these wonderful things that you're doing? Absolutely. I would love to invite everyone to connect with me at theabundanceactivator.com. That's really where I'm spending the most time, the most energy. It's what's most alive right now. And it really is what we spoke to. It's, It's the place where I'm doing community healing around repairing our relationship to receiving. And on a monthly basis, we gather and we we create intentional time and space to engage in these practices. And I teach different rituals and I guide healing practices. And it's not something that we learned in the mind. It's something that we experience and we make time and space for in in our life. And so that's Yep. Theabundanceactivator.com is where all that magic is happening. And would love to have you there. Carrynola.com is where some other stuff lives. And um, oh, Laura, where, where should we talk about our partnership? So therapy chat members. So doors open and close for the Abundance Activator throughout the year in terms of when it's available for new enrollment. But if you go to theabundanceactivator.com and use the coupon code therapy chat, I will be offering something special for listeners to be able to to join us at a special abundance frequency as a thank you for Laura and to just really celebrate your devotion to to learning and growing and yeah thank you Carrie I know some of my community members from Trauma Therapist Network have already joined Abundance Activator and told me how much they love it how wonderful it is so I'm grateful that Therapy Chat listeners can get a special gift with that as well of some sort. So thank you again for being here today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you to Therapy Notes for sponsoring this week's episode. I do love Therapy Notes. It's such an asset to my business and makes my job as a practice owner and a therapist much easier. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. Use coupon code CHAT or click the link in the show notes to get two free months at therapynotes.com. Want the latest interventions for working with complex trauma in adolescents and adults? Register for John Briere's five-day workshop in Cancun this February at leadingedgecancun.com and use promo code JOHN50 to save 50% on your hotel room when you book it at the same time. You'll save up to $1,500. Space is limited, so register today for 50% off your room when you register for John Briere's complex trauma workshop using code JOHN50 at leadingedgecancun.com. New registrations only. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now, for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today.